daydreaming about dragons. I've got something I want to talk about. And if you hear my cat purring, uh, that is added value for no extra charge. She's very, very happy right now. Who knows why? Who knows what happens in cat brains? So I just got done listening to a recording of the Blades in the Dark game that I played with Strash and Lauren. And there was this really interesting scene that I want to talk about and talk about what it means as a GM uh, and, and GMing technique and, and how it makes me think about things in a whole different way. So, and I'll link it to a couple of other games. Come along on the journey. Here we go. Lauren's character, we find out, has been possessed by a ghost, and it's the ghost of her grandmother. And it's been locked away in her head for years since she was a little girl. And it's been there since the beginning of the game, but it's just been locked away. And it just recently got out and caused a little bit of trouble. So Lauren's character, Maya Tui, comes back. She's this stoic, huge giantess of an investigator, uh, just kind of a monolith in the game and, and very stoic character. And she is there with this problem of having this ghost who's been in her head. She's a little kid and she has to ask for help. And it's this really amazing moment. If there's, you know, those turning points in the, in, you know, where there's like, uh, a cop buddy movie and they're kind of getting along, but they kind of don't. And then there's that turnaround moment where they finally bond. This was that moment. And it was just cool to be there. Like I, I, I watched myself while watching it and I didn't do anything. I just sat back and I'm so grateful that I didn't try to meddle in and ruin it because it was just this amazing moment where where Strash's character got to be a really good friend. Uh, Dravaran got to be just this amazing friend. And Maya Tui got to be uh, vulnerable. Maya Tui got to just be vulnerable for a second and ask for help, which is such a difficult and, and amazing thing to do in the real world. And so getting to see that in fantasy ghost world was super cool. Okay, so what does this mean to me as a GM? Uh, looking at that, it is a vivid reminder to me, and it's something that I want to think about and think about maybe doing more often, is just shutting up and letting a cool moment happen. And it's not that you're not doing anything. Because you and the players and everything and the mechanics and, and all the things that go into a game, the snacks, the ambiance, whatever it is, made that moment happen. And sometimes you just have to kind of be quiet and let that occur and not, not try to fiddle in it, not try to over-technique it. Not try to roll any dice for the second. Not try to ask any good questions. Because just let the moment answer the questions. And if you have questions, you can ask them later. But sometimes there are those moments where you just have to shut up and, and not play. And be quiet. 
And it makes me think about GMing and is it about how many notes you can play to bring in a music metaphor, which is difficult for me because I don't play a lick of any music. Is it about how many notes you can play or, how, or is it about the, the rests in between and, and being comfortable with silence? Is it about an epic poem that you're screaming out into the darkness or can it also sometimes scale back and downshift and just be a haiku? So that's what I want to think about today. How little can you say and still GM? And I'm not saying that that's a challenge I want you to take on. Hey, use as few words as you can. You only have 30. Go, GM a game. It's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying do interpretive dance, but do interpretive dance if that's what you want. We've always, I always used to joke about that back in the Sons of Cryos days. Oh, I'm going to do an interpretive dance. Uh, if you do interpretive dance, that's great. I wish I was that talented. Uh, I'm not saying that you, we should limit our words. I'm saying that sometimes we do want to think about how little we can say and still get what we want to cross across. Uh, not only in our GMing, but also in our supplement writing, in our game writing, in our mechanics writing, in all of it. How much can you get across with as little as possible? And that's what I'm thinking about. That's what looking back on this moment made me think about. Made me think, hey, good job shutting up, Judd. Woof, thank God you didn't say anything and tried to be clever. Because sometimes you just have to enjoy the honor of being there with these two amazing gamers who are, by showing their characters being vulnerable, being vulnerable themselves. That was really cool. Really, really cool moment. So thank you, Lauren, and thank you, Strauss, for being amazing gamers, letting me be there in that second where Maya Tui was trying to get her, her grandmother exorcised from her skull and asking uh, her friend Drav to help. And we get to see Drav Ram be this amazing friend and uh, say, yeah, I can help you. Absolutely. I'll ask around discreetly. How cool is that? That's a good friend. That might be the definition of a good friend. A good friend is someone who will discreetly shop around for a good exorcist when you've got your grandmother's ghost in your head. What else is friendship about? All right, let's see what Inspiration Goat has. Have I really not talked about that, Inspiration Goat? Is that possible? All right, let's do it. What's up, Danger? It's time to talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. When I walked out of it, that, sh that movie, the first time, I turned to my buddy and I was like, hey, is that my favorite Spider-Man movie? I think it might be. And then I watched it a second time and I turned to my buddy and I said, I think that's my favorite superhero movie. And after watching it a slew more times, and it's on Netflix now, and I recommend it. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it is my favorite superhero movie of all time. Uh, it is a love letter to the comic book genre. It is a love letter to Spider-Man. And I can't get enough of it. Okay, so what, how does this relate to gaming? 
right? Because that's what all this. It's not about like this isn't a review show. This is about how can we look at something that's happening in 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 Into the Spider Verse and say, okay, how can we relate this to gaming? Here's how: uh, Into the Spider Verse takes a really what could be a very complicated plot, right? We've got uh, a new Spider-Man, Miles Morales, in a universe where Spider-Man dies, and we've got then added to the mix spider people from alternate realities. That could have been a mess. Matter of fact, that was a big problem with some old superhero movies. I'm looking back at the Batman movies. People had real problems when there was more than one villain because they felt like the movies got watered down and they didn't get to do enough. And this movie stuck the landing. It killed it because it always remembered that fundamentally this movie was about Miles Morales and his dad and his uncle. It was about those relationships primarily. His mother was amazing, and, and she had a really important thing to say about their family and what they do when things get rough. So hats off to Ms. Morales, but they kept their eye on the ball, on the relationships and the parts of the, parts of the movie that were really important despite things being really complicated. And I think there's something to that. I'm not sure what it is in gaming. I think it's maybe uh, the knowledge that we can have ridiculously complicated, maybe even ludicrous science fiction stories and still have them be about something important and, and still touch it back. And so, like, when you're having those moments where, where you're, you know, traveling to other dimensions, keeping in mind... The, the human part of those stories and the family part of those stories, even when humans aren't part of it, uh, how can we reflect something human through it? And man, Spider-Verse does that so well. So well. So, so well. And I think it also can make us think about, okay, let's look at my character. If my character was an iconic, an iconic entity who had, who, who existed in many different multiverses, what would be the parts that would echo throughout, right? What are the vital parts of this character? And I think that's, that's interesting to me, right? Because Spider-Man, you've always got to have that, that loss. <clears throat> you've got to have that with great power comes great responsibility moment where someone you care about dies and it inspires you to try to make the world a better place through web-slinging. And every spider person, whether it's a pig who talks or, uh, you know, a, a pulp hero voiced by Nick Cage or a Peter Parker who's divorced or Gwen Stacy, whoever it is, Whoever has the, wears the spider, the spider hat or the spider mask has got to have that loss that drives them on. And I think that's really interesting. And it's an interesting thing to think about with our characters. What is the fundamental building block of this character? What is the thing? The thing. I can strip everything else away, but if I saw this character in other multiverses, what would be the thing that would, 
that I would recognize. Oh, yeah, totally. This is this character. And that might be an interesting thing, an interesting uh, plot to a game, is meeting yourself in other universes, seeing how things tweaked a little different. Uh, maybe it's you who stayed home and your sister went out adventuring, but had a similar iconic experience. What, what decisions did she make that were different than yours? So those are things I'm thinking about with Into the Spider-Verse. Taking a big, complicated story, but keeping focused, keeping your eye on the ball, despite having, you know, the spider, you know, Peter Porker, spectacular Spider-Ham in there. Uh, keeping an eye on what's really important. Um, not always easy to do, because you never really, because it's, you know, gaming is different. Uh, sometimes different things will happen, so you're never really sure. But you can always look to link it back, you know, and, and think about, all right, let's get back to, let's, let's link this back to what's fundamental and important about this game. And that's a nice thing, you know? Know what I'm saying? Yeah, woof, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, hot damn, that's a good movie. Just watched it again this weekend. Uh, my, my wife is a huge Spider-Man fan, and I wanted to wait until we could see it on the big screen, and that just wasn't happening. So finally, she was like, Can we, what do you think? Should we just watch Into the Spider-Verse and not wait till we have our TV up or wait until we can get you know, into a movie theater? I was like, yeah, we should watch it. You need to see it. And, and she was blown away. I hope you were too. If you have any Spider-Verse thoughts or multiple reality or you know, dimensional theory, alternate reality, parallel reality thoughts on gaming... I'd love to hear about it. Let's, uh, let's see what the outro has to say. And then we'll, we'll get to it. All right, more info in the outro. Thank you for listening. This, this episode came out a day late. Usually I get them out on Sunday night. It's coming out on Monday night. I started a new gig. And, well, there's a little bit of a change. So I'm just figuring it out. And the flow of this show is going gonna, is gonna to change a little bit. Sunday night should still be the times and Wednesdays is where I'm still aiming to get out reply shows. I haven't felt like I've had enough material for a reply show, so I haven't put one out for a little bit, but there is material coming together. So I think over the next two weeks, we should have a reply show midweek, which brings us to our next topic. If you would like to support this show, there are a number of ways to doing it. The first way is to send an email uh, send an MP3, get on the Anchor app, send me a message, and talk about something about the show, something about I mentioned, something that I said, and how it relates to what's going on at your gaming table or doesn't relate. And tell me what's going on. Tell me what's happening at your game. I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to have this conversation. If you would like to support the show in other ways. You can purchase my book, The Dictionary of Moo, which is a science fantasy uh, pulp Mars. Uh, check it out. It's cool. It's for the role-playing game uh, Sorcerer, full of demons and sorcery, and I think you'll like it. Wonderful art by Jennifer Rogers. It's really cool. Check it out. Or you can just hit the support the show button, and you can send me money directly. I love that. I appreciate it. And uh, it's a nice way for you to show that my time is valuable. That's great. Love that, too. I want to thank you for chiming in. Uh, 
and I hope your gaming is going well, and I hope your daydreaming is going well. Hope you're daydreaming about something fantastic as uh, storybook witches in the autumn start to rattle their, their brooms and their cauldrons. Have a good one. I will see you in a bit.